Before I start today's podcast episode, I want to hop on and let you know, if you're dealing with the fear of low blood sugar, you are not alone, and there's help available to you. If you're looking for help in conquering your fear of low blood sugar so you can live the life that you want to live without letting diabetes or your fear get in the way, send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com or DM me on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist. I want to send you some information about a new program that I have that I know can help you conquer your fear of lows. Hey there. Welcome to the Lifting with UND podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how to deal with uncomfortable thoughts around fear of low blood sugar. And this week, we're going to shift gears and talk about uncomfortable physical sensations. You know as well as I do that low blood sugar does not feel good. But when you add fear on top of it, the physical sensations can become overwhelming. But I have some good news. There are things that you can do to prepare yourself for and also to handle these tough physical sensations. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast episode. This podcast episode is a replay of a masterclass I did several weeks ago to help you conquer your fear of low blood sugar. In this episode, I'm going to give you tools and skills that you can use to handle uncomfortable physical sensations that come with low blood sugar and come with your fear of low blood sugar. If you're worried about feeling scared and all of the physical sensations that come with them, this episode will be valuable for you. So today is we're going to talk about physical feelings and physical sensations, giving you some tools some practical tools that you can use to become more comfortable with your uncomfortable physical sensations. Yes, that's a, that's a great example of walking in the cold will take, might take me low and seeing that that was a thought. That's awesome. And recognizing that you were prepared because by giving yourself that space to see that, say that, yes, I have this thought, but I also know in my mind and logically that I'm prepared, and um, that's going to be really, really helpful in terms of helping you to take action and do those things. I'm really glad to see that that happened for you. So today we're talking about physical sensation. But before we do that, I want to do a little bit of a recap as to why you're here. Because I, I know that you, all of you really want to conquer your fear of low blood sugars. And I hear that. That's exactly what we're going to help you to do. But really what you want is not only to conquer your fear of low blood sugar, but you also want, by conquering your fear of low blood sugar, you want to be able to break free from that fear so that you can start saying yes to adventures, playing golf, going hiking, going skiing in the winter, you know, doing the things that you really want to be doing and do those things with renewed confidence. So the really the goal, yes, of course, is to conquer your fear, but really the goal is for you to be able to open up your life and to have that freedom and flexibility. I know that for many of you, that's a challenge. And I want to play a little game with you here. Not a game, but I want to ask you a question. And I, and I really don't believe this can be the case. But with your fear of low blood sugar, imagine that the fear of low blood sugar would never go away. Now, I think that it can. I know that it can. But imagine that it won't. But that fear didn't stop you from doing the things that you want to be doing in your life. You are still able to say yes to Avengers, even if you're scared. You're still able to eat out, play golf, go skiing, even if you're scared. Are those two things possible together? And I think the answer is yes. And the way we get to conquering your fear 
is by seeing that it's possible for you to take action and do these things, even if you're feeling a little scared, a little uncomfortable. And in the process, we're going to get you to a place where the fear is gone. And you don't even think about diabetes and low blood sugar when saying yes to doing all the things in life that you want to be able to do. So yesterday, I gave you some practical tips on how to deal with uncomfortable thoughts that you have around low blood sugar. Thoughts like, I'm going to go low. Low scare people. The cold weather takes me low. And all those thoughts that you've had. We gave you some practical tips to do that by just putting the words, I'm having the thought that and detaching, recognizing that even though you're having a thought, it doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it so it's it's going to be the case. And that, uh, you know, from what you guys are saying here in the chat, what I've heard from you guys over the past 24 hours since I gave you the last masterclass, it's been working. And I want you to keep on practicing this because this is a skill that you've got to keep on practicing. But today we want to talk about how to deal with uncomfortable physical feelings that come with your fear. You know, someone sent me a message yesterday saying that they're looking forward to this this particular session because when they get scared of low blood sugar, even when their blood sugar is high, not, not even anywhere close to low, they go into a fight or flight mode. I'm sure that this happens to you. I'm sure that this happens to you as well, that, that when you think about, okay, you know, will I be going low or is low, low being low possibility, then, then that sends you into a fight or flight mode. And so going into a fight or flight mode is not particularly fun, but what happens is you get worried and scared about going into that mode. And so you pull away from it. And all that does is reinforce the fact that you're scared and it prevents you from getting to the point where you want to be. And so today we want to talk about how you can deal with some of these uncomfortable physical sensations that come up with your fear of loss. Now, I want to be very, very clear here. I always, always, always want you to pay attention to and treat symptoms of low blood sugar. So if you are feeling low and your blood sugar is low after you check your CGM or use a finger prick, always treat. My goal here is not to have you comfortable being low. That would be a dangerous thing, an objectively dangerous thing. But what we want to have happen, if you are low and you both you feel low and you can check it objectively with your CGM, with a finger prick, always treat if you're below 70 or below, I always get millimoles a little wrong, but whatever low is for in, in millimoles, 4.5 4. or 3.5 or 3.5 or 4, always, always treat when you experience a low blood sugar. Do not tolerate that. That's not our goal. But we know that when you're nervous about going low, when the fear comes on, sometimes the symptoms of that anxiety mimic the symptoms of low blood sugar. And so we want you to be able to tell the difference. And sometimes you're not going to be able to do that. Sometimes you're not going to be able to to tell the difference. And so you need to use objective measures like your finger prick or your CGM to know whether or not you are low. And if you're low, treat. And if you're not low, we want you to be able to tolerate that feeling. Because when you feel uncomfortable, when your body is saying, I'm uncomfortable, I'm scared, I'm feeling low, your goal is to avoid that feeling. So let's imagine your blood sugar is at 200 or you know, nine millimoles per deciliter, and, or nine millimoles, and, but you feel low. So what do you do? So you're, you're, you're shaking, you're sweating, you're all, all those symptoms come up. You start treating. And then that just sends you higher and then you don't feel well. And then you believe the only place you can be safe is by being higher. And that's just reinforcing that fear of low blood sugar. 
And so we want you to be comfortable we being comfortable or learn to to tolerate those uncomfortable feelings when your blood sugar is high or when you're not low, when you're when your blood sugar is in normal range, but you feel like you're low. So the fear of low blood sugar does bring up those uncomfortable feelings, whether it's whether it's the symptoms of being low or whether it's just uncomfortable physical feelings. So if you maybe it's a stomach ache or an upset stomach, maybe you feel nauseous, maybe you feel sweaty and shaky um, because of anxiety. You know, you feel all kinds of different things when you think about going low or when when you're worried about a possibility of going low. And so what we want to help you to do is to be able to tolerate those things and to, to not act in order to send your blood sugar high or to get rid of them. Because all getting rid of them does, it may, it may help your anxiety in the short term. So it makes sense that you try to do it. But all that it does is keep your fear where it is or actually make it even greater. And that's not what you want to have happen. You want to be able to tolerate the fear. And so that by tolerating it, you're willing to go into it. And then when it's safe, of course, it's always when it's safe. And then once that happens, the fear will decrease. So you have to get over that mountain of being uncomfortable physically, emotionally, thought-wise, in order to get over this fear. That's the rub here. And we're going to be with you every step of the way as we work to do that. So let's dive in. You can tell the difference between your fear of low blood sugar and low blood sugar. And really the best way to do that, if you have a tool available to you, whether that's a meter or whether it's a CGM, then always check that. And you want to be able to balance and check your physical symptoms and your physical feelings against an objective measure of blood sugar. And of course, if your blood sugar is low, treat it. But if your blood sugar is not low, we want you to be able to tolerate the, the discomfort because by doing that, the discomfort will actually go away. If you can't tolerate the discomfort and you push and you treat so your blood sugar goes higher, the discomfort that you feel at those levels, especially the physical discomfort that you feel and the emotional discomfort will not go away. It'll just stay there. And you'll be stuck in a cycle of thinking about diabetes over and over again, more than you want to think about it. And I know that for every single one of you, and for me too, I want to think about diabetes in my life as little as possible. But I also want my blood sugars to be in range as much as possible. And I want to have the most freedom and flexibility that I can in my life, just like you do. And so by learning to tolerate uncomfortable physical feelings, it can do that. I want to give you an example of this. It's not related to diabetes at all. I'm not sure how many of you like going to the dentist, but I would imagine that there are very few of you who enjoy going to the dentist. I certainly don't. But I know that going to the dentist is uncomfortable, but I do it anyway. Actually, I have a dentist appointment on Tuesday. I'm going to the dentist for a teeth cleaning. Not Not looking forward to it, but I'm willing to do it. And the reason why I'm willing to do it is because I've been there before. And I know that even though it's not comfortable, I can handle it. And I'm expecting it to be uncomfortable and I'm ready to deal with it. Yeah, And it may raise my blood sugar levels too. You're right, uh, for, for sure. But blood sugars aside, you know, having someone poking around in your mouth is not usually very fun. But I'm going to go to the dentist anyway. Expecting it to be uncomfortable. I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm not going to put any more meaning on top of it. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to go anyway. Because You know why? It's because I know that I can handle it. I know exactly what's going to happen. And I know that when I get out of there, my teeth are going to be cleaner and I'm, I'm going to be in a better place. I'm gonna, my mouth will be healthier than it is right now. Um, so I'm making that choice. The same thing is true here. Even though you don't exactly know when these feelings are, are going to come on, if you're able to know that you can tolerate them, especially when you know logically that you are safe, 
then you're going to be in a much better place to stay there, not not overtreat, and then to to go on. Another example, this is diabetes, this is diabetes related that I know has happened to all of us is imagine that your blood sugar is low. Let's say that your blood sugar is at 70, or for those of you in uh, in Europe and Australia, uh, at about four, three and a half, 3.5, and you treat your low blood sugar. So you know your blood sugar will, will be coming up, but you still feel low. So what do you want to do? You want to treat more. Even though you know it, it's going to take a couple minutes to have your blood sugar rise up and to have the symptoms go away. Be able to tolerate those symptoms when you know that you treated and you know that if you don't tolerate them, you're going to over-treat, send yourself on that roller coaster, it's going to make it more challenging. So knowing that you can handle these uncomfortable feelings and knowing that you're safe at the same time is going to be extremely, extremely valuable and helpful for you. But when you cannot tolerate uncomfortable feelings, it's going to be nearly impossible for you to conquer your fear of lows because you're going to do everything that you can to get rid of the feelings. And the only way to get rid of the feelings is to avoid, to send your blood sugar high, to avoid the anxiety and the physical symptoms that come with that, to avoid you know, leaning in your diabetes management, and to avoid thinking about it. And that's not helpful. So when you learn to tolerate the symptoms, though, you will find the freedom and flexibility you're looking for. You'll be confident that even if things are uncomfortable, you're going to be okay. And you're not going to do anything to push those things away and stop your progress to conquering your fear of lows. So I'm curious, for you guys who are here with me today, when you think about having a low blood sugar, not not having one, but you think about one, or, or someone says, hey, let's go to happy hour. Let's go out and play golf. Let's go skiing. Let's go for a hike. And you, you feel yourself kind of taking a step back and pulling away. What sort of physical symptoms do you have? Do your hands shake? Do you sweat? Are you, do your palms get sweaty? Maybe you get a stomach ache. Let me know in the chat what kind of physical symptoms you have, not when you're low, but when you're scared of going low, when, when that fear kicks in, that fight or flight response kicks in for you. What are the symptoms that you have? We want to be able to identify those because when you identify them and name them, they become a little bit less scary. And also you're able to prepare for them and recognize that you're able to handle them. So put them in the chat or think about it, think about them in your, in your mind and just keep that in mind, panic and anxiety. And so what does that panic and anxiety feel like for you and your body? Some people sweat, some people shake, some people have a stomach ache and they get really tense, chest tightening, shakiness, exactly. So recognizing that. And of course, those are also symptoms of low blood sugar. So making sure that you're checking your CGM or checking your blood sugar with the finger prick to make sure you're not low. And if you are low, treat that, but then be patient. And allow those symptoms to be there knowing that your blood sugar will come up. Now that you've thought about what are the physical symptoms that you have, how do those symptoms get in the way when your blood sugar is not low? Someone says, hey, let's go for a hike. And all of a sudden you start feeling anxiety, like shakiness, chest tightening, sweaty. Most likely when that happens, your immediate reaction is, nope, not going to go. I'm going to stay home and not do anything. I'm going to hold back. And in the moment, that makes sense. In the moment, that makes perfect sense because it's like, well, of course, you don't want to feel uncomfortable. But you also see the big cost to that is that when you're avoiding those physical symptoms or you know, trying to avoid those physical symptoms, you're not living your life. You're not doing the things that you want to do. And so we want to help you see how these things are, are really getting in your way and why taking the steps to tolerate them can be extremely valuable, even though 
it doesn't quite make sense. It, it feels like, why would you want to be uncomfortable? Well, you want to be comfortable because not for the sake of it, not for the fun of it, but so that you can live the life that you want. And guess what happens when you do that? All of a sudden it becomes a lot easier to do. And I want to give you some hope and some confidence that just like I can handle the dentist, and so can you, I'm sure that all of you have been, been to the dentist, and you can handle it even though it's not comfortable, you can handle these physical symptoms. And when you can handle them, when, when you know that you can handle them, they become easier to face. And then people say, hey, do you want to go for a hike? And you say yes, because even though you know it's going to be uncomfortable, you know that you can handle it. That confidence that you can handle things is the key. But there's the rub. And here is our task and our opportunity for today. You have to give yourself the opportunity to do it. You have to give yourself the opportunity to, to show yourself that you have the ability to handle it. And I, I want to show you this in, in a very tactical way. I don't know if any of you are near a freezer right now, but if you are, go grab an ice cube out of the freezer. If you don't, no worries. You can do this later. But I want to show you how to do this right here, right now. Now, if I were to say to you, I want you to hold the ice cube in your hand for one minute, you probably say, Mark, you're crazy. Why would I want to do that? And, you know, I am a little crazy. You're right. But the point is, is that we want to show you and I want you to show yourself that you can handle uncomfortable feelings, knowing that they're perfectly safe. You, we also know there's nothing going to be dangerous about holding an ice cube. We want you to be able to see that. And the way that you can do that is by looking at what's happened in the past. Where have you been uncomfortable before? At the dentist's office? In the, I'm sure there have been other places where you know you're safe, but you are uncomfortable, physically uncomfortable, whether it's because someone's poking your mouth because you're feeling anxious and that you feel scared of that fight or flight mode coming in. Oftentimes we're scared of the feeling that will happen, not of actually the result of what will happen. We're scared of being scared. We're scared of being uncomfortable as opposed to being scared of actually having a low blood sugar. The low blood sugar is, is a side effect of that, but the, the thing that we're really trying to avoid are those uncomfortable emotions. And so here's a way to practice and show yourself what's possible for you physically, knowing that you're safe, but allowing yourself the opportunity to see that you can handle those uncomfortable emotions. And that's what I'm calling the ice cube challenge. I have an ice cube actually in my hand right here. It's a real ice cube. It's actually bleeding. All, uh, it's uh, sweating all over my uh, table right here, but I have this ice cube in my hand. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold it right now. And it's uncomfortable right now. I can feel it's cold on my hand and you know, my initial reaction is I want to get rid of it. I want to put it down. Now it's it's melting in my hand. Now I'm going to put it down right now just for a minute so I can talk to you guys. But my goal here for you is to do this ice cube challenge, to hold an ice cube in your hand for, you know, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, and just be there with that discomfort. Show yourself what's possible. Because if you're confident that you can handle these things, then when the fight or flight mode comes into play, when you're, you start experiencing those symptoms, you know that you're calmer because you're like, nothing bad's going to happen to me here. I'm going to be okay. And that's going to empower you to, to take action, to do things differently, and to find that freedom of flexibility that you really want in your life by knowing that you could handle uncomfortable physical feelings that come with that fear of low blood sugar, knowing that you're safe, but not overreacting and knowing that they will also pass. That's the, that's the other thing we want to remind you of is these are not physical symptoms that are going to stay here forever. They would come and go and they're going to pass. And with the confidence you can handle those physical sensations, all of a sudden now your world opens up to you. So your challenge for today is to practice holding an ice cube in your hand for at least a minute. And I put that down. The, the one minute is not a requirement, but I want you to hold an ice cube in your hand for longer than you think that you want to. 
so that you're able to see and experience this, the fact that you can handle these uncomfortable symptoms, knowing that you're safe. And when you do that, when the uncomfortable symptoms come up around the fear that you experience around low blood sugar, when someone invites you places or you're, you think about going low, or maybe you see two hours down when your blood sugar is on the higher side with really no chance of going low anytime soon, that's going to allow you and empower you to stay there, not react and to be there with that discomfort. I'm knowing that it'll pass, but also knowing that by doing that, you're going to free yourself from the fear that you're experiencing around those physical symptoms. Because all of a sudden now, knowing you can handle it makes them a whole lot easier for you to sit with and be confident with and allow them to be there and then allow them to pass. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you could have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.